Okay, hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Gym's Cast. And it's a bit different, even though it's called the Gym's Cast, we have Sam Robinson in the hot seat today. And I thought we'd grab Sam because we're doing some content with Sam today. And Sam is one of the Gym's uh, group trainers and he does the local area marketing session, so he's got a lot of good advice and tips. But let's start with your origin story, I guess. Yeah. So what were you doing prior to gyms and how did you get involved with gyms? Uh, look, I was in the building industry. I, I had a bit of a marketing background, but then I got into the uh, building industry through uh, the family business, as you normally do. Yeah. And I was going to work with dad for two weeks and I lasted seven years. So I, <laughs> I had the seven year itch yeah. and uh, a mate of mine was starting gyms building inspection. So it was very early on. Um, so your mate's Paul? Paul, yeah, yeah Paul yeah, who started Paul the division. Yeah. So we're in a pool bar in Vanuatu at a wedding and I was having a whinge to him about work. So he... Uh, yeah. Said, come along and have a look at this, um, and became a franchisee, but very quickly became a franchisor because when you start a division, they need, they need the, the franchisors. Yeah. So um, he sent me up to Sydney, made it really hard for me. So <laughs> got me to, got me to commute up there and get the business going up there. So yeah. I've had a bit of a go at everything in the gyms group in the past. Sort of, I was 2012 when that happened, so it's been a, been a fun. Yeah, because building inspections, I think 2011. Yeah, was it around about start, yeah, so you got I, in right on the ground floor. Yeah, I think I was franchisee number four. Or oh, really? Something like that, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it was early days. So it's then sending you up to Sydney to establish the regions. So yeah. how was that in the early days? Obviously, you just started, obviously it was Victoria's where it was started, but you had to establish it. You would have been the first one, I would say, up yeah. there. Yeah, so yeah, how did that go in the early days? Uh, it was frightening, to be honest. Right. Yeah, I didn't know Mount Druitt from Volcaroo, so <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I actually stayed with his uncle, you know, just so right. we had a bit of a you know, a spot to stay at. Yeah. No, I wasn't sleeping in some hotel room the yeah. whole time. And then, yeah. uh, but it was, we knew it was a great concept. We knew that builders needed it. For builders, when you're in the building game, if you're getting off the tools, there's not many options for you. So, um, you know, you can get into project management and supervising roles and that sort of thing, which can be really stressful. So at, we would sort of our target was that 40 to 50 year old that wanted to, get out of it, but still use his building knowledge. So we knew we were onto something. Yeah. So it didn't take too long for us to find a couple of really good franchisees and away we went. Yeah, so now you've been here since 2012. You've, you've worked your way up and obviously you've got a, maybe you want to talk about hazardous waste, uh, hazardous yeah. material removal, sorry, is the name. Yeah, now. so I found a bit of a niche when I was a franchisee yeah. in asbestos inspection. So I was doing asbestos testing, audits on buildings and all that sort of thing. I really got into it. If you asked me before, would I be into that? I wouldn't wouldn't know, but um, it's funny when you get into a business like this, you just you just sort of find something that you're good at. Um, and I marketed that pretty well, but then everyone kept asking us to remove it. And the funny thing is with gyms, people ring gyms, even if there isn't a division in that. So gyms were telling us, look, there's all these unserviced leads of people asking for asbestos removal. So we then started Gyms Asbestos Removal, which is now Gyms Hazmat. Removal. I remember you guys did the sampling, didn't you? Because you could only do the sampling, but you couldn't have the solution. You're right. You yeah. Provide that to take it away. Or yeah. Whatever. So we were the assessors. Yeah. So we're at the start. We do the sampling, then a removalist removes it, then we do a clearance certificate. So right. um, we saw a, an opportunity there, and Jim's is all about referral, which is great. These guys got our referral, and it was a beautiful sort of relationship. Uh, so yeah, I became a divisional in that, um, but I'm, I've since dropped back to being a franchisor because yeah. I think that's what I'm good at. Now you've had a you've been here since two thousand twelve, and now you're one of our trainers. So what people don't know is you have a three day generic training course, and to be a trainer is actually pretty. It's a top level people, right? So you're one of the trainers in. It is. <laughs> it's one, it is. The, the, the training course is great. You know, objectively, even though we're both involved in gyms, three day training course, the people who do it because they do it over and over and over and over. You know, led by Mike D. It's such a you know really thorough ultra professional course, and now obviously. You've been a part of it. Yeah. So maybe do you want to talk about the actual session and what you teach uh, new franchisees who come through the program? Well, I'd firstly like to tell you my experience when I first went okay. to generic yep. training. I just found it, it was just such an eye-opener. Um, 
everyone, you don't know Jim's group till you come to the orientation training. Mm. Like everyone's got their perception of what it's about. Some people don't even know Jim exists, you know. So to come out here and do the three days blew my mind, you know. And I've got a, you know, I'm not patting myself on the back, but I've got a bachelor degree at uni and all those sort of things. Mm. So I've done courses and degrees, but the three days were run by almost call it blue collar because these are the franchisees that turned into franchisors that made a success of their business. Mm. So I got a lot out of those three days and really that, you know, gave me the right sort of tools to start start a business with gyms. I was really excited about it. So um, to get the call up to do the training um, was a real honour. I was wrapped to be in front of people and actually talk about my experiences. So, um, and they've got me in to do local area marketing. So that's something that... Um, if we were to teach mowers local area marketing, they get a ton of leads. So it's not really something they get onto our divisions where we need to work a little bit harder for our yeah. leads and get referral through real estate agents and conveyances and all the different those little things. Those little things that you need to really do. Right? I have to ask for the referrals, but you're right. There's some divisions in the group which are pretty like let's say fencing, which is 60% unserviced. It's probably not yeah. as relevant. But yeah. as you said, you're spot on. You, for your divisions, maybe test and tags. Another one probably mm. a bit more that to get out there and prospect and absolutely. And the way. The gym system is uh, is structured. is It's not a percentage based mm. franchise where they take a percentage of your income. And I, to be honest, if it was that, I probably wouldn't have done it. So I love the fact that all right, you turn the tap on and off for leads, but referral is is just your effort. One hundred percent of what you put into referral is one hundred percent of what you get. So I just thought that was excellent, you know, because all the effort that you put in using the gym's brand to yeah. your advantage. So I, I had a real. Um, concept of when I get into this business, leads are a bonus. I'm out there to generate my own referral network. And I, um, you know, I did quite well out of that. So um, building inspections got me in to do the local area marketing for them. And then Mike gave me a call to talk to all the other divisions about the different ways they can get yeah. referral. So how did you build your referral network in the early days then? Well, um, it's funny. I can... I thought about it and I thought, oh, it's all about the elevator pitch and going in and talking to people and telling them how mm. good you are. But it's a question I ask the group. What do people love talking about? Themselves. Themselves. Yeah. So what? how excited is a business owner going to be when you come in there and say how great you are? So it's about networking and actually talking to a business about how you can help them. Um, and I work with B&I, givers, B&I networks and all that sort of stuff. And I try to teach the franchisees that be a successful networker is one about being highly networked in your region where you refer other businesses as much as they refer you. So um, people feel then obliged to refer you. So um, that's I'll show you different techniques on how to do that. Um, but one of the biggest things, I say, look, all these slides are here. You're probably going to come out with 20% of what I spoke about today. The biggest thing is to ask for referral. People don't ask. They do a job and they, they're transactional and they get paid and they move on. When someone says you've done a great job, go, the best thing you can do is tell your friends and family about me. And if you do that, you're halfway there in terms mm. of um, building a referral network. So how long is your actual session? Is it a couple of hours you're doing yours? A couple of hours? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's action-packed. Action-packed. Um, yeah. It's three days. So I've got the last session. So I'll like, turn the air conditioning on so everyone's awake and I make sure <laughs> they have plenty of coffee. Yeah, but yeah. Um, like today was brilliant. We had 100 people in there today, which is a massive uh, room. It's massive, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I could really feel they were starting to look at me and writing things down, and I, I felt like I've really got the crowd here. So I really got stuck into it, and I get people to talk about what they think marketing is about because really there's no right or wrong answer with marketing. Yeah. I've had some 
loopy ideas, you know, but in the end, try it because it might work for you. So, what's some good ones for you that you, that you let's say these loopy ideas? Let's talk about these loopy ideas because this is interesting to me because I like yep. a bit of marketing stuff on the <laughs> side as well. So, what are some okay. ideas that you have or that you've implemented that you found work for you? Or, all right, okay, well, I'll tell you a scenario. We yeah. had Jim's conveyancing came into us, uh, talked to us one day. I've been training all the building inspectors about, you know, how to look good and how to talk and, you know, mm-hmm. you know pr- promote your business when you're going to see a conveyancer because they refer us a lot of work. And uh, the conveyancer guy came in all ready to go and I'm thinking he's going to talk about how he can get us work and all that sort of stuff. He said, uh, okay, I've had about two or three of you guys come into my office to have a chat with me. Not one of you has asked me about my business. He goes, the first guy to refer me a job, I'll refer you 50 jobs because that's about the ratio mm-hmm. of what. Wow. Command. So a light bulb just hit. I went... I've been teaching these guys the wrong way. So I grabbed him and had a coffee with him. So what I set my building inspectors to do when they start, I go, you got a challenge. I want you to go in and see a potential referrer. A conveyance is a good one for us. And go in there and talk about nothing but their business. Don't talk about your business at all. And walk out with their card and do everything you can to refer them a job first. And if you refer them a job and you make sure so the person who you've referred, I don't care if it's your mum, your cousin, whoever... <laughs> If they see that that job came from you, the next time you go to see them, they're going to ask you about yours, mm. your business. And that actually creates that instant relationship where you're going to nail that conveyancer. You're going to get that conveyancer to be your first building inspector that they talk about. So um, that's something that I really try to get the guys to do. Um, the other thing too is friends and family and other gyms franchisees are the lowest hanging fruit you can possibly start with. So when you start your business, you're not going to be an expert at um, marketing or you know generating referral or talking about your business in the best way so go and practice on your friends and family because if you write down all the potential referrers that you could talk to in terms of business I bet you there'd be 20 or 30 friends and family that you could go talk to and they feel compelled to help you because they're your friends so mm. they'll say oh you should talk to him you mean and you get that soft introduction to people at the start and then that builds up your confidence before you start that cold calling because when I walk into a session, everyone's thinking Sam's going to tell me to just door knock. Door knocking is something you've got to do, but there are different ways to start networking in the beginning. You know, start with friends and family, start with other gyms, franchisees. Uh, our gyms divisions should work better together. Mm. We, we do we do a lot better than when I first came here. I mean, it's mm. we, we've got really good networking with our gyms, other divisions now, but there's a lot more opportunity there as well. No, there's heaps, you know, we're looking at um, certain things. I know we're... This is harsh, harsh, but we're looking at doing a customer app next year yep. just to actually put in front of someone with an app the cross-promotional side. And yep. obviously, um, when we do a lot, trying to ramp up a lot more stuff on social media and trying to give you more divisional awareness, but you're right, it should be a lot more lot more done than what it is. And it is getting a lot better than what it is in the early oh, days. 100%. But, um, like 500% from when I started. Yeah. You know, I constantly talk with Jim's Pest Controller, a great referrer to us. We refer them a lot of work. Um, Jim's Handyman. Jim's Handyman's exploding. They've got so mm. many franchisees and... So much unservice work, um, you know. So Jim's hazmat and building inspections obviously work together. Yep. So, and that's just my um, experience with building inspections. The other divisions are referring each other all the time, which is which is great. Which is definitely key. So what? So what else? So what's other bits of advice from that session that you tell people that people who are watching might not be aware of that you tell uh, yep. new franchisees or could be relevant to any business owner? Yep. So probably one of the mistakes franchisees make um, a couple of things face to face is a dying art. People are emailing and texting and, yep. you know, uh, all that sort of thing at the moment. Technology is great, but they need they know who gyms are. 
So an email is not that impressive unless mm. they know who you are. Yeah. So make sure you go see them first, then follow up with the emails and texts. Oh, it's Joel from, yeah. you know, Jim's mowing. He's got. He went and saw me the other week. Oh, he's sending me some emails. Great. That creates that um, relationship. Um, the other thing is probably the motivation and preparation for your first three to six months. Because a franchisee comes out of there, they are super excited. They're going to go flat out 12 hours a day on their business for a month. They get burnout. So you've got to structure your marketing over three to six months, have that short-term business plan. So we do what's called a 10-point plan where we add points to activities um, in our business. And I you know, won't go into it too much, but it's like a planner for every week. What that does is that creates consistency and what it does, it creates good habits. Because in the early days, you're not doing 20 jobs a week. Mm. So you have an opportunity to get you build your habits. Um, I've uh, got a franchisee who does 15 inspections a week. Yeah. I gave a proactive call with him and he said, I've got no jobs on today. And I went, what golf course are you driving mm. to at the moment? You know, you have, <laughs> it's called have a day off. Yeah. No, nah, I'm back on board. I'm just doing my local area marketing. I'm visiting agents and all that sort of stuff. That's great. The ones, he, the ones that refer him, he's got, yeah. got to make sure I keep in contact because it's become a habit for him. At the start, he wasn't like that, but he just built those habits that it's just automatic for him now. And do you find those ones who are the most successful? Oh, you said you've got your 10-point plan, you've got your system in place. Yeah. The ones who just put their opinions almost aside of their personal bias and just stick to this thing, yep. they always succeed, right? Well, the, the process, yes, absolutely. Yeah. But the thing about the 10-point plan is they see it as a marketing process. They don't see it as sales to win a job. So if you walk into a real estate agent or a, or a potential referrer, I don't like using real estate agents all the time. There's so many different people we could talk yeah. to. But, and you don't walk out with a job, it doesn't mean you failed. It means you've created more awareness in your area. Exactly right. Because yeah. all, the, in, all the services gyms do, they don't need it there and then. You know? And you give someone a business card and say, oh, if you ever need a building inspection, mm. what are the chances of that person having that card in their pocket when they actually need you? Mm. So you need to build um, that rapport with them over time, where they actually remember you when they actually need you. Mm. Um, so, you know, my motto there is visiting potential referrers is a marketing process rather than sales to win a job. It's just creating marketing awareness. Mm. So what did you find in your... So obviously referring is obviously... Referrals is a massive one. Is there any other little tips or tricks or any insider secrets that you found work for you? Because obviously you did do marketing. I think you did commerce with the marketing. Yeah, I, I did a marketing degree, but I learned yeah. how to put... Advertising in newspapers, which is a bit <laughs> stuff, a bit archaic now. But yeah. I, I learned all the concepts of it, of course. Yeah, so yeah. You've got all this concept and this theoretical background, but you're in practice and you're saying great things like you know the face to face and all that sort of stuff. Now, how, how do you how do you find for you? Because you're generally an upbeat type of person. You're very upbeat, outgoing sort of stuff. Yeah. But you might have that's a one personality type. Whereas you have other personality types that are a bit more reserved and stuff. What's yeah. your advice for people who find it maybe a bit hard? in those early days who might not be a bit more nervous face-to-face or they don't, yeah. maybe they get a bit nervous on the phone or something like that? Um, we find that when guys start, it's about building the confidence in what they're doing. So actually having pride in their service and knowing that they're good at what they do. Mm. With builders, they go, you know, they build a wall, they see it, they go, oh, it looks fantastic. Then they write this, this report on an app and they send it off and they get paid for it and they're like, and I go, it's about the customer. They, they need you, you know what I mean? And once they feel they're needed, they feel more confident and they talk to people more. Right. Um, so it's it's about building their confidence in what they are and who they are and why they're wearing the gym shirt and for that sort of thing. Okay. So that builds confidence. Um, another thing, and I'm not on the take with b and I know I've spoken about <laughs> it. I'm not on the take, but I'm a big fan. Yeah. I've had uh, two franchisees who are like, this when they go up to the door to right. knock on to talk to a real estate agent or something. Do not want to do it. Yeah. 
Um, one guy I got him involved in BNI, and they they do a rotation where you do a twenty second talk, and then once a year you do this ten minute presentation. And poor old Dave was sitting on the chair. They said next week's your ten minute presentation for your second <laughs> second visit. Yeah, He's yeah. bringing me up, absolutely yeah. freaking out. Uh, we did a little. Um, PowerPoint presentation for him and he got there and he's freaking out and he's done the prezo and after a while people are asking questions and within five minutes he was just loving it. He realised that he was an expert in the industry and these people actually needed him and he's never looked back. He's one of my best franchisees um, up in Sydney. Wow. Um, one guy today is exactly the same as David and he's going to his first BNI um, this morning and I haven't called him yet yeah. so that's going to be interesting how it goes because <laughs> it was a visitor's day and that sort of thing. So networking groups are are awesome, you know. Yeah. Um, they're fantastic. The other thing too is like with um, being involved in a franchise group, you've got these franchisee meetings every six weeks. We get together. If you're out on your own, you've got no hope of talking to a competitor and asking for advice. Mm. Ask for advice from franchisees. Ask them what they do. You know, they've all come from the same industry as you. So go and talk to them about what they do, what they like doing, how they do the marketing and all that sort of stuff because that's where you're going to get the most out of your franchise because us as franchisees don't compete with each other and that's knowledge, all that knowledge and experience feed off it, you know, and you'll feel a lot better with um, the way you do things and the way you talk to people mm. and I think over time it's just a matter of building that confidence. Yeah, and that's a really good point and I love what you said about actually you make them confident in what they're actually doing reinforcing the values and that flows actually so when they go to that they've already got that confidence because they fully believe in themselves which is great because I know we've started looking at introducing role playing and stuff you know in some of the sessions just to try and give most of our people more practical sort of learners than sort of theoretical you know in the book learners so um, I know that uh, a while ago you guys were looking at doing something I don't know if this is still done is the role playing or an external party to come in actually do the training with some of yeah, your guys. We so, do we do role play. We've done role play for years. So okay. yeah. So that's part of my session with the building inspection training. Right. Yeah. Can we talk about that a little bit? Because that's something actually in the group we'd love to sort of implement a bit more role playing in. Because yeah. um, as you know, it can be hard sitting in the thing and just listening to someone, but if you're actually doing it, yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll we, we, we we really make it difficult for them actually. Like we yeah. have a our training is usually about eight guys or girls. We've got three franchisees that are girls. Um and uh, we get them in a room and we have uh, a person come in and we say, this person's got multiple personality disorders because they come up with different right. characters all the time. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, Joel have a go and he's in yep. front of everyone and the call comes through and they've got to um, handle it. And we give the different scenarios and the different types of people. So building inspections might be an investor who knows his stuff and puts all that pressure on him. Mm. Or it could be old Miss, you know, Mrs. Smith who's buying a house for her daughter and, you know, like we really yeah. throw all these scenarios at them. Um, and if they can survive that session, they'll be fine out in the field. So, yeah, that's a really, really important part of our training. That's, that's great to hear. Yeah. yeah, and guys actually get that. That builds their confidence as well because they yeah. walk out of there going, oh, you know. So that's before they go live in the field? That Was that after? The, so we obviously have the three-day training. Was that during their process? Yeah, they do a five-day right. um, building inspection course and the last days with me doing marketing preparation and business planning and um, role play and all that sort of stuff. Now, is that role playing something you keep during the, the whole time as a franchisee or is there sort of... Um, if we get guys that um, are struggling, yeah. we bring them in, we bring them back in for a bit of retraining and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, sometimes guys... It's not... I shouldn't even use struggling. It's just confidence. Yeah. Like sometimes they might win 25 out of the 30 leads they got that month and the next week they just have 10 where they lost every lead and mm. their confidence just drops away and that's human nature, you know. Um 
and then we just bring them back in and go, oh yeah, and they just might have forgotten a couple of little things that they should be saying, you know, adding value to the product and all that sort of stuff, and you know, we build up their confidence there and away they go, you know. Now, is the majority of people in your division building professionals, or are they are most of them chippies, or what, what's the background of most people? Yeah, so they they're generally licensed builders yep. or chippies or structural engineers um, or project management type guys. Um, we're actually building all our guys up to get their domestic, at least their domestic builder limited license. So we've got a company who helps them uh, through that process. So if they've got enough experience to get that, they're okay, we can bring them through. Um, so, so, so you have that extra training as well whilst in board together? They, they have an option with an external company right. to get their builder's license if they um, wanted to. Because some people do ask for a builder, yeah. um, even though, you know, I'll argue, some chippies know a lot more than some of the licensed builders out there because they've been on in the field and they mm. deal with every type of um, yeah. aspect of a building when it's being built. Um, but we're, we're, we're going down that path to make sure that we're all on the same page. Now, you said that you had three women building inspections, yeah. uh, inspection owners. So let's talk about a little bit about them because um, it's yeah. something obviously on the f- looking outside of it. I didn't know that. So yeah. I'd love to know because we obviously want to have more women involved in oh. all that. Because I 100%. think that with gyms, everyone sees it, so it's a blokey service and whatever. But mm. I love finding, like, we've got Termite and Pest Control. Obviously, you've got some women pest controls yep. in there. You've got three. Yep. So I'd love to have more of these divisions with more more ladies to franchisees. So maybe do you want to talk a bit, bit about one of them or a couple of them? Yeah, I'm lucky to have uh, two of them in my regions. Oh, really? Okay, so great. Jody started with us, forgive me, Jody, I reckon about four or five years ago. Yeah. Um, First woman to be in our group, so there was a little bit of you know she was a little bit nervous about it. Um, and what's and her she, background before coming? She was uh, an architectural architectural background, wow. so draft draft person. Yeah. Um, did a lot of sort of development stuff and all that sort of stuff. She knows her stuff. She is absolutely uh, absolutely one of our best franchisees. She has really good rapport with customers because most of our customers are women. Mm. Um, might be husband and wife operation, but the the wife's ringing up organising the building inspection a lot of the time. I think it's 65 to 70% of women. Really? Wow. Yeah. She also does new construction reports. So on the reports, giving the builder a defect report. And um, builders welcome her on, on the on the deck. She's absolutely fine. Mm. Um, so she's been great. Um, Monica's uh, a building inspector up in Sydney. Um, and she has great rapport with real estate agents, uh, customers. Um, she's reasonably new. They're about 12 months in. Um, she's really finding her feet at the moment, and she's preferred in in a lot of instances by real estate agents and conveyances in Sydney. Mm. Um, they take a lot of care. A lot of a lot of times we're dealing with a home that's being prepared for sale too, and they just seem to have that touch where they put people's minds at ease. You know, um, so the girls are doing really great, and Hetty's um, in um, in Victoria as well, we would deal with, and she's, she's going great as well. So, um, yeah, no, there's no reason why you can't be a woman and be a building inspector in a building consultant in Victoria and a building inspector across Australia. It's great to hear. And that's a great point you said about majority of Jim's clients are women most of the time, right? And there's such an advantage for ladies. If you are in that service industry, you can, as you said, you can, clients love, love you. You can, they feel a lot more at ease with you. They're probably... A little less intimidated, maybe, by having a lady rock up to their place as well. Spot on. So um, we want more women people in the gyms. doesn't matter what it is. But, yeah, um, absolutely. Please, if you're thinking about it, come on board. And uh, I'm probably having a crack at the men, but they're, so, <laughs> they're super organised. Yeah. I bring up for a practical call. They've got their list of things I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just 
you know, dreamers of franchise always um, the 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 two female franchisees that I have, they're, they're great. They're really super organised. Their report writing skills are better. They write they write a little bit better than the men. You know, their graph, grammars tends to be better. I have to I'm, I'm going to get a few cracks from the boys yeah. about that. But seriously, they they um, really are um, great franchisees and we'll, we're happy to have more women in our group I love for hearing, sure. I love hearing that because um, for some divisional services, it can be pigeonholed, right? So, for example, dog washing, grooming people, oh, it's just for women. And that's like the mowing mm. it's for... The uh, let's say just the men, but when you hear yeah. about or building specialists, but let's say when you hear mm. the, you always hear from stories. I always ask regionals deliberately if you've got a lady franchisee or whatever, because then every time it's a positive review. Yeah. I've never heard one bad review about a, about a woman franchisee in those sort of typically like divisions. Yeah, they it's, tend yeah. to get on with things, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's always, a heap of guys doing the dog wash. I've noticed there is actually. Yeah, so it's role reversal I reckon it'll be now. Fifty fifty. It's role reversal. Saw, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So generally, the dog wash at the moment it seems to be a part. It's like a partner business, right? Yeah, you know it does seem to be that boyfriend girlfriend or husband and wife. But um, yeah, it's a great point. So mm. thanks for talking about this sort of stuff, Sam. Now I want to end with some just generic chat. So what do you like to do outside of work? You're a footy man? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I still play footy actually. You still so, play. So how yeah, old are you? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Still playing. Yeah, my wife. Just can't handle it. But um, <laughs> no, I had right. I, I, I had my first child at um, 31 and started with Jim's Building Inspections. That was a pretty crazy year. That's, yeah, that's, well, yeah so that's pretty full on. Knocked yeah. out three kids. Now um, <laughs> they're a bit old enough where I can nick off down to training. So right. I made a comeback after six years and yeah. uh, I played baseball in the summer. So I love baseball. baseball. Yeah. What? Yeah. Who so, you play for? Give them a play. Uh, the Ormond Glen Huntley Baseball Club. Yeah. I'm actually a president of the club. Um, what position? Catcher or centre field, depend. Oh, right. I play in the twos now. They just put me where where they put the old man. Yep. But, um And I play in the twos at the St Paul's Doggies Football Club down in Bentley. What so. position are you there? Oh, that's definitely wherever they put me. I'm lucky to get a game. <laughs> um, I go to training and see yep. they when they call out the teams. They go, Sammy's still in, you know, because there's you know, there's obviously a few injuries. So that's the only way I get a game. How's but, the body um, holding up? Yeah, not too bad. Got yep. through it all right this year. We'll see yep. what we do next year. But um, yeah, no, I love. Love having a young family, you know. Uh, kids are seven, four, four and two, seven, five and two. Uh, uh, no, seven, five and four. Sorry. Now, boy, and girl. Going, what are they? Two girls and a boy. Two so, boy, yeah. um, the second girl, Emily, is about to start school next year, and so it's a, yeah, it's a pretty cool time with the kids that age. So, it's, and how's um, business lifestyle lost for you with that with having a young family? Because it's crazy. Yeah. I wish I mentioned at the start actually to work it in the intro. But yeah, you started when you had your, your first kid, and you started the yeah. new business at and the same flew time. to Sydney probably and once once a week. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was pretty pretty full on. Um, now, yeah, it's a good... I'm glad you asked this question because I grew up with uh, um, my old man who ran his own business, had 30 guys working for him and probably worked seven days a week and took the afternoon off on a Sunday to watch us play footy and do things like that, you know, mm-hmm. and that was what I was used to. Yeah. The office was in the lounge room. He would work flat out, you know, and, you know, love my old man. He did a great job bringing up our family. Um, so that's what I thought business was about so oh, I ran for the hills when I thought about running a business because I wanted the lifestyle um, I in my business I reckon I would be turning over the same amount you know in terms of um, profit and that sort of thing and I don't think I can't remember last time I walked a weekend you know so the lifestyle with gyms the way it's set up you know you pay your fees but you pay your fees for a reason you've got a call center um, you can turn your leads on and off the flexibility with that mm. is something that um, I really love from the start. And it's what I wanted because I didn't want to lose that lifestyle with um, my family and I still haven't lost that even though I'm, you know, doing all the training and doing all, you know, looking after a couple of divisions. So um, that was really important to me. Mm. That's great to hear. Now, is there anything yeah. outside of the footy that we, that we wouldn't know about you or that you want to tell people or leave it at that? Or 
No, oh, what no, no. Fam- no, family, family man, uh, play a bit of sport, you know, yeah. um, get involved. I love getting involved with the school and all the kids and yeah. all the parents and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. that, that's enough for me. That's, that's that cool keeps on. that going. Yeah. Um, wedding anniversary today, actually. Oh, yesterday. Oh, really? So being married for nine years. So, wow. yeah, the lovely, uh, lovely Lindsay who's, you know, been a good support. So, yeah, yeah no, nah, life's good. That's great. So thanks for doing this, Sam. We really yeah. appreciate it. I want, it was great to have, have you on just to let people know that Obviously, we do. It's called the Jim's Cast, but there's obviously yeah. so many people and great stories like yourself, and all the opportunities that are with Jim's, like you starting and having the lifestyle business, and you've gone from franchise leaders all very quickly, obviously to one of our trainers, and now you've got the the lifestyle and the family and all that sort of stuff that you've got together, and it's great to hear it. And you're one of the great brand ambassadors and champions of the business. You've got an infectious personality. <laughs> That's why I thought it'd be great to have you on. And anyone who comes to the training, please do the three day training course. Sam will be on the third day. And he'll be last up. Is it the last up session? Yeah, last up session. So, so yeah. make sure you're awake and have a couple yeah, of coffees when you come. That's right. But we appreciate this. Yeah. And if I could give any um, advice to someone looking at a gym's franchise, just come along and check it out. You know, if you come to those three days, come and have a look at how it works. Well, there's no obligation to, to sign a contract before you come, which no. is a difference, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't have done it if, unless, I, unless I had a look at what gyms was all about. Yeah. You know, they even let you come into the call centre and put on the earphones and listen to how they take a lead and all that sort yeah. of stuff. So I encourage you to just come out and have a look. If it's not your thing, it's fine. You know, franchising isn't for everyone, but um, look, the majority of people we send out are, are really impressed and they they come on board, you know, so it's brilliant. Well, we hope, we, we use the training as a, as a, hopefully a selling tool, right? Because we really do promote that. We don't want you to sign before mm. you come and do the training to make sure that you, you know, you see everything about it. So what Sam said is very, very important. Yeah. And so if you want to come along, um, it's really easy. Obviously, Google Jim's Building Inspections or Jim's Hazardous, is it waste ma- What's Jim's the, hazardous material. Jim's hazardous. I don't know why I keep saying hazardous waste. I think on the Simpsons or something. <laughs> hazardous. Jim's hazardous material removal yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, Sam's a franchise or obviously a franchise. Are you still doing any jobs or are you just full time? No, nah, no, full time franchise or full time franchise or. And just with the training too, it's not a. It's it's uh, here to show you what the Jim's group is all about, but it's not a sales pitch. You get the the bare bones of it. You know mm. exactly what's what you're in for, what you should expect from a franchise or what we expect from you in terms of customer service. So you walk out of there, if you after those three days you still want to do it, you're probably someone we're after. Yeah, so. and that's that's a great point that we should have mentioned there, is that no one in the training, obviously besides Jim is the CEO, but everyone else is not external. They're all franchisees or franchisors. They've been Absolutely. one or the other or whatever. Yeah. And um, they're still doing it, actually. They're all for, Most of them are full-time franchisors still, to my knowledge. Yeah, they are. Besides yeah. Jim himself is the CEO and founder yeah. of the company, does the yeah. first session. But really appreciate you doing this, Sam. No worries. Uh, thank you very much. And obviously, if you are watching this, please make sure you subscribe to the Jim's cast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and everywhere else, and we obviously do a video version of this as well. So subscribe to the YouTube channel to be notified when this all goes live. If you have any questions or guests or anyone you want to see, please drop them in the comments below. Make sure you hit share. It really helps us out. And hopefully you tune into the next episode, which always drops on a Monday, and you'll be notified that if you are only if you subscribe. And obviously check out our social channels.